0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Task Camp. Trust your audio to Task Camp. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Welcome to another edition of Weeby Geeks. It is your dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going? All right. Let's just wait till it's undec- actually starting to warm up here. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, next week when you get your new mic going and of course Ken will have his new mic going hopefully for Wookiee Radio (laughs) we got upgraded and how did we get upgraded well if you go check out our website webegeeks.net on the right hand side is our affiliates and our partners like you heard at the beginning of the show Tascam and CAD Audio Uh, Derek and I got the CAD Audio Podmaster 1200 microphone And the dogs are going crazy. (laughs) Two dogs now. I don't know how well this mic's picking them up. Hopefully a little while. That was perfect timing there. (laughs) Um, Now, if you're wanting a USB microphone, uh, Ken got the USB Podmaster, but I'm not sure. He's not sure which one he got, Uh, but we got the PM-1200. Super D, which is cool because it comes with, um, when you buy the mic, it comes with the boom. It comes with a shock mount if you're getting the XLR version and a windscreen. Now, did yours come with a XLR cable? I didn't check mine for a cable. No. Because it says it came with the cable. I wonder if it's underneath. Does it? Yeah, that's what it says on the website. I think they're confused. The the picture doesn't show a cable. I can see the USB mic coming with a USB cable. Yeah, maybe that's... Maybe. Yeah, I, I see a USB cable with the two different mics there. No, yeah, I've got the whole... The sheet here with... As I knock stuff over. Yeah. The sheet here with everything included. No cable. No, Microphone, I'd, the boom stand, the windscreen, and the shock mount, but... Yeah, no now... Cable. We... Ha- we have the windscreens, but Derek and I use a pop filter windscreen combo that's really nice that fits on these really well. And if you ever decide you want to get one of these mics, shoot Derek and I an email or a message on Facebook or Twitter, and uh, we will help help you find the link for them on Amazon. Yeah, I, I... Actually, I should probably still have the link saved in my Amazon. So. Because you turned me on. I had just been using a normal pop filter, and yeah, I like this better than the normal pop filter because it's less obtrusive. Yeah. And I had used a a foam windscreen, but even like, you know, when we use them at work, we try to avoid it if all possible because you do lose some clarity and it it also kind of reduces your, your gain because you're having to talk through all that foam. So it kind of dampens your, your sound a little bit. Uh, But with this, the pop filter is great. And I'm noticing I could talk right into the mic like I usually do, you know, slightly off axis. And this is p- still picking up fairly well. Mm. still trying to learn how, where I need to put my gain. <laughs> I ran out a little hot last night with Mighty Marvel Geeks. It was <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> I'm looking over like, wow, that's loud. Um, but yeah, they have two different USB versions, um, the one that's going to be equivalent to what we have is the Podmaster 1300 Super D USB because we have the Podmaster Super D PM 1200, um, which is, a, again, a super nice mic. It's a large diaphragm capsule. Uh, I know I'm starting to get tech talk. Uh, it's a very it's a it's a nice broadcast quality mic, as you can hear. Yeah. Um, you may or may not notice the difference between last week's show when I was using where or, or previous shows for the last couple of years where we've been using the other setup. Um, you may notice the difference between Derek and myself this week. Next week you'll you'll hear the upgrade in Derek's mic as well. So um but yeah, this is nice quality mic. They're inexpensive. Uh they're starting around seventy nine bucks for this whole package. A nice large diaphragm. I don't know. Nice large diaphragm microphone um, with a boom mic and a shock mount or boom 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 stand and you know broadcast style spring boom arm stand shock mount windscreen seventy nine bucks starting it's not bad that's a good deal and it's a, and, and the polar pattern is what they call super cardioid which is a very tight like heart shaped um, pickup pattern. So, uh yeah, it, it's it's really good. I I'm digging this. And even if you're you decide you want to go on YouTube or Twitch or do other things like that and really looking to upgrade a microphone for, even for gaming, this is the mic you want to get. And I say that from experience. Uh <laughs> Yes, we're going to pitch Cad a little bit more because we have an endorsement with Cad. But I'm an audio engineer by trade. I use a lot of mics. Without breaking the bank, this microphone is a perfect microphone for you. Because the equivalent that I would recommend um. would be from Shure. And the same type of microphone from Shure that I would recommend for you comes in at three hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Wow. And there and there's not much difference realistically. There's not a lot of difference. Um trying to see mics dynamic. Audio Technica, Audio Technica is another big one used by uh, by podcasters, and I don't even see a comparison. Uh, yeah, they have one. It's a large diaphragm dynamic vocal microphone, three hundred forty nine dollars. You're you're getting you're getting a high quality microphone at an affordable price. That that's CAD. Uh, Rode has one for ninety nine dollars, but I'm not sure if it's a front address or not. Um, uh, there we go. Oh, That's condenser. What I was thinking of from uh, Electro Voice has a nice dynamic, but again, three hundred bucks or three ninety nine. It's you know whatever you want, how you want to do it. I would say it's worth spending the money. You get in again a nice quality mic at a less expensive price. So, and it's dynamic, not condenser, so you don't have to worry about extra power to the microphone and everything else. So. Right. Anyway, be interesting to listen to uh Wookiee Radio next week with all of us having uh, having the mics the new mics in place. Twenty twenty P it's a condenser, right? See, I'm looking at, uh, so yeah, according to Guitar Center, there is a podcasting studio bundle from Audio-Technica that comes with a pair of headphones, a boom stand, broadcast boom stand, and the microphone. No shock mount. It, it's a circle ring clamp, sort of like what was on our uh, our USB mics from CAD back in the day, when we use those. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a condenser microphone, which means you need phantom power. And it's uh, it's going to be a lot more sensitive than what what a dynamic is. Yes, you will have a little bit more sensitivity with a larger, larger diaphragm on the microphone, but it's still not going to pick up as bad as a as a condenser. So but this whole package is 149. So, okay, half of that, you get yourself the stand, the microphone, a shock mount, or if you go USB, you get the stand, the microphone, a USB cable, one screen, just no headphones can't go wrong with that. You just can't. Yeah, really? Um, And again, yes, there may be some bias with us being with CAD, but I'm not going (laughs) to. I will give you options for microphones and along with CAD if you want to look at options for a microphone. The uh so yeah again you, you you can't go wrong with that you just can't and the two USB mics from from CAD uh, start at one sixty nine dollars and the other one's ninety nine dollars and of course you're you're paying for this the circuitry and the the uh digital audio conversion within the mic or digital analog conversion analog to digital D A D or A to D D D A is what we call it in the industry analog digital digital audio to analog so you get all that. Plus they have some extra features on the microphone, um, which you would get on a using an audio interface with the UA, with the uh XLR versions. So so yeah, that's the difference. Anyway, um, but you can also check out Biddy Boomers, good partners of ours, our, our T public store, uh, superhero stuff with their great hero boxes and other great geek culture related products. Um, yeah, we've been rambling on way too long about this. Just <laughs> <laughs> stop me. Um, so I'm going to start us off. my wife's printing something off her phone. Um, wrestling. You remember the ECW days? I do remember the wrestler new Jack. Yeah, I do. Uh, he was also the subject of on, um, dark side of the ring season two. He was a subject of, um, one of those episodes. Oh yeah. Uh, he kind of, after a, I want to say a wrestling stunt where he he took another wrestler threw off a balcony through tables and landed wrong. They say he might have suffered some brain damage from that. Well, mm-hmm. Looking at the fall, I'm like, if he didn't, oh my lord! Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, New Jack passed away today. He was 58 oh, wow. years old and apparently suffered a heart attack. But if you wanted, if you want to really get a background. Story of this guy, find. I think you could possibly catch it on YouTube. Find the uh, dark side of the ring, just search dark side of the ring, new jack, and, and you'll get the information. It's it's interesting. interesting show to begin with. Um, new season just started this past Thursday. Um, uh, hmm. but yeah, there's some crazy stuff in there. Uh, because they've talked about like Macho Man, Randy Savage, they talked about uh, the Owen Hart scenario. Mm, I remember that, yeah um hey uh give me one second Kate. so uh from the pop insider got one two three four stories from our friends over at the pop insider even though we are not partnered with them at the moment still doesn't mean we can't pull stories to use for the show i mean thoroughly enjoy them uh still gonna Great source of material. love their website. Always have. But uh, first story, Spongebob and Avatar-focused podcasts are come, are what we need, according to Nicole Savas. Um, she starts off, we're now one step closer to a true crime podcast on the high-slinging high slasher. Okay, maybe. Viacom CBS is expanding its audio footprint with more than 20 new podcasts premiering this year. While we won't get, while we won't get Squidward um, explaining the horrors of the hash slinging slasher just yet, one of the podcasts will focus on SpongeBob SquarePants. The other will bring us deeper into the world of Avatar, the last airbender. Hmm. Both podcasts will be produced in partnership with iHeartRadio. Uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob Binge Pants will feature 40 episodes hosted. <laughs> That's what they're calling it. Mm, I like it. Will be hosted uh, 40 episodes hosted by superfans Frankie Grande and Hector Navarro. Uh, Frankie Grande's from Henry Danger, Hector Navarro from Geek and Sundry. When the show premieres later this year, the host will dive into Bikini Bottom with a recap of every episode, along with fun conversations and never-before-heard secrets. So, um, now the voice actors of two iconic ATLA Avatar: The Last Airbender characters will rewatch the series and take the fans. Along the journey in a 40-episode podcast called Avatar, Braving the Elements, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Janet Car- Janet Varney, the voice of Korra, I think, want to say I tried to get her on the show a while ago. I had to pursue that again. Hmm. And Dante Basco, the voice of Prince Zuko, will break down the key themes, notable battles, and sprinkle in some behind-the-scenes trivia. Other members of the cast and producers will join them to discuss how Avatar was brought to life. This show is set to debut June twenty-second. Hmm. Um, for those of you who want their MTV Viacom CBS will release four pack four podcasts with MTV Entertainment Group. Uh, in Beyond the Scenes from The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Roy, Roy Wood Jr. gives listeners an inside look at the series along with a rotating cast of correspondents. Wild Now brings its hip-hop and improv comedy right to your earbuds. And finally, behind the music, well, that's self-explanatory. <laughs> but that's only three shows. Uh, the Yeah, one, two, three, and they said four. So what's the fourth one? Uh, the Unified Podcast Slate began... Last September, on its track to produce 120 shows, fans can also catch more previous shows uh, along with the renewed podcast, including Star Trek, The Pod Directive, Catfish, The Podcast, and more. Oh, huh, interesting. Star Trek, The Pod Directive, I may have to go check out. Yeah. So, um, now, a couple weeks ago, we had Cisco from Bandai to talk about One Piece, which I now want to know, and we'll have to ask Cisco when we have him on uh, next month, what is the exact deal with one piece all of a sudden in the market? Your question, mm-hmm. well, I guess phone accessory company Casetify is coming out with a one piece collection. Hmm. Um, again, from Pop Insider, from R- Rio Maltista, Casetify is... Uh, releasing One Piece tech accessories so fans can gear up with their favorite pirates, including Luffy, Zoro, Ace, Nami, Sanjay, and more, to show off their One Piece merch bounty. Uh, the collection is bringing the Straw Hat crew to iPhone and AirPod cases, Apple watch bands, stainless steel water bottles, and more. Designs such as Luffy's drawing of the Jolly Roger, a compass. Uh, chibi versions of One Piece characters will all appear on various phone-style cases. Other designs include a collage of One Piece stickers and a new C-inspired reflective case emblazoned with the One Piece logo in dark and light blue, uh, specially made for Casify's 10-year anniversary. Fans will even be able to monogram special edition iPhone cases by various One Piece characters such as Luffy and, or, yeah, Luffy and Ace. The collection's AirPod cases are getting the devil fruit treatment with a Sarasara Nomi design complete with 3D texture swirls and a stem, just like the fruit featured in the show. Uh, the, collection, the collection wraps up with a somewhat surprising addition, a Laboon basketball with the Jolly Roger insignia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so, yeah, find it real interesting <laughs> all of a sudden, well, it, I find it interesting that uh this story came out right after uh you know we had Cisco on to talk about one piece and stuff. I'm not saying that we had anything to do with it, you know, I'm just saying it was a coincidence, that's all <laughs> I agree. I just was like, all of a sudden we talk about one piece and boom, one piece is showing up. <laughs> uh, honestly, until we talked to Cisco, I never heard of one piece. God damn it. So yeah, like I said, until we talked to Cisco or I got the press release from Bandai, I never heard of one piece and now it's all over the place. Well, I've heard of it, but okay, well, <laughs> I haven't, I think it was always all over the place, but I Anime just hasn't been as as high on my radar as it has recently. I mean, Zoe's yeah. been Zoe's been watching a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff, and her friends are really into anime. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't. I just haven't. I heard the name and Studio Ghibli talking about. Speaking <laughs> of the devil, I'm not a devil. <laughs> 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 Caseify, remember the company that I showed you that makes all the different? I had all the NASA themed cases. We're doing One Piece. Eh. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, yeah, because you're gonna watch almost a thousand episodes and have to watch five hundred episodes just to get to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kid who I do another podcast with. If you haven't listened to Adventures and Geek, so yeah, we gotta do a new episode this week. All right, Sunday. Oh yeah, the social butterfly. Yeah, uh, you may be taking me. Anyway, um, so yeah, Case find they have got some great stuff in general, but uh you could join it they ha- they're doing a contest launching on may 27th um I guess you you could win a case guess the secret character to win a case hmm. so yeah I'm not worried about that i i'm a i'm an Otterbox defender guy with my case because of just where i work and the job i do i i need the i need the protection i really do i don't have i don't have any um particular case. Affinity. I usually just go for the design on what's on it. Yeah, like I got a nice Darth Vader one right now. I don't even know what company put it out, but. Well, if you're looking for something different, a Star Wars themed, let me know. We have quite a few at, at Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. We could talk after I show. Imagine you would. We could talk after show. <laughs> um, and we can even make your own. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at uh, okay, so cases. Go here. All Android cases. You have what type of phone? I have a Samsung Galaxy uh, S10e. Hey, they make cases for the S10e. Ooh. Ooh. Although, I might be upgrading soon, so ah. I to, might want to wait on that. I say most of, most of these cases, I don't see you getting. <laughs> Actually, a lot of them I don't see you getting or even being interested in. Really? Yeah, if your taste is similar to mine, yeah, no. I saw one that was like yeah. a security check, which was cool. I don't see the NASA ones. I huh. wonder. Do they even still do the NASA ones? They do. They don't. They're all like sold out. Mm-hmm. Aren't you. Wow. Okay, yeah, sold out. Never mind then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But no, they got, like I said, got some great stuff. Speaking of great stuff. Uh, from Madeline, who we've had on the show quite a few times, San Diego Comic-Con, SDCC or Comic-Con, uh, previews kick off con exclusive season with 10 days of product reveals, the new updated. Oh yeah, I saw these. Uh, so we, we've talked about already, um, cause I think we talked about last week, the GI Joe, um, yep. pen sets. Uh, we talked about the Funko Pops, right? Yep. With uh Joker and Batman, we talked about the mm-hmm. Godzilla squishies. Mm-hmm. Did, we talked about the Gundam, mm-hmm. um, new Robocop previews, the exquisite minifigure. Oh, no, we did talk about this. The yeah, Robert that's Cop, cool. The, the Robert Cop, which I want one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about that one uh okay so i think this is new a mondo's mondo's Mecha line already features two versions of spider-man as a giant robot yeah but now fans could get miles morales it's limited to a thousand pieces 10 inches tall 30 points of articulation not bad looking yeah i didn't see the other ones though i should look uh, Godzilla versus Kong, Mondoids vinyl yeah. figures. Uh, each monstrous figure is limited to fifteen hundred pieces and stands about three inches tall. I, d- I don't get what they're supposed to be. Just like little busts. Okay. Um. Oh, they have swappable pieces. Yeah. Avengers Endgame, Bro Thor and Korik PX figure. <laughs> collect, collect Thor and, and Thor and Thor and Korg are, are deep in their game of Fortnite as seen in Avengers Endgame the Beast Kingdom <laughs> mini egg attack figure measures about 4 inches tall and it's limited to 2500 pieces that's awesome I love that one this oh diamond toys diamond select toys oh yeah Can you believe next year's going to be 40 years of Tron? (sighs) Uh, But Diamond Select... Now I feel old. Again? Again. Uh, Diamond Select Toys is looking back into the original toy releases to inspire this exclusive box set. These three seven-inch figures, Tron, Sark, and Flynn, were they really all clear back in the day? I think so. I remember I wanted a a light. I got to admit, I... I have, oh yeah, I did too. I have a weakness for translucent toys and I don't know why, but I just love them. (laughs) I can't explain it, but just something about the translucent toys. Whenever I see one, I'm like, oh, I got to get that. It's because they can see, you you see right through them. (laughs) No. Okay. So I found a a set of four pictures from Dallas vintage toys. Yeah. They were translucent then too. These are the originals. Mm-hmm. No way. I don't remember them being translucent. Yep. But uh, Diamond Toys did also put out um set. So I remember seeing Tron at, at Walgreens where it looked more like the, the movie figure mm. where it had the bluish tone or that computerish tone. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. So, but the translucent, that goes. So if they take, because this is the, these are the ones that were in the store. Uh, let me put in the show note or in our chat. Those are the those are the ones that were that are at Walgreens or have been at Walgreens. And these were like six, seven inch figures. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is what they're gonna turn into the translucent for San Diego for the Comic Con exclusives. Uh, oh okay, yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Mm. I I would consider that. That's what it looks like. But you had to buy the set. Sets eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. Mini Mates commemorative collection gift set assemble the six founding members of the Avengers uh, in this Mini Mates gift set inspired by the first Avengers movie. Each two inch figure features 14 parts or 14 points of articulation and interchangeable parts. All of the figures come in a hexagonal display box with one character looking out each side. Oh, that's cool. Um, no image available for this exclusive yet. But from Mondo, Masters of the Universe Skeletor Tiki Mug Bone Yellow Variant. Nice. Uh, from Diamond Select Toys, Nightmare Before Christmas Deluxe Action Figure Set. From Diamond Select Toys, The Crow Deluxe Action Figure Box Set. That's nice. Oh, I used to love that movie. And that's where we're at with that for now. And then um, this next story is the one about, you know, where Lego releases another friend set. (laughs) (laughs) So back in 2019, we got Central Perk, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. This new set, uh, which was revealed today, uh, is inspired by the 90s sitcom. And it is, as Chandler would say, perfection. Uh, It's 2,048 pieces that fans can use to build not just one, but both of the main apartments featured on the show. Monica and Rachel's and Chandler and Joey's. How you doing? Oh, they're actually little TV sets. Yeah. With lights and everything. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) it's like studio studio set pieces, which is pretty cool. It's kind of cool. Because I don't think Central Park had the... um, like TV lights or studio lights? No, yeah, I don't think so. And I want to say this is the first time we are getting uh, studio lighting type fixtures in a Lego set, which I think is kind of oh, cool. Yeah, that is cool. Especially since I'm in the entertainment industry. Uh, now, to clarify. Even, that, if, uh, even if you're not a, a big fan of Friends, you can get it and uh, <laughs> you just for put parts. other Lego mini yeah. in. Yeah, and make uh, other sets, TV sets. Take the uh, Big Bang Theory set and put and throw that into that space. Yeah. 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 Um, or figure out how to do the or get the Big Bang Theory set and then look at how these uh, all it is is trust work with uh, figure out how the tops are done with the lights. You can do the lights, yeah. make your own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you the set include features the living room kitchen area of each apartment, not the bedrooms. <laughs> um, That'll be in the next. Yeah, set. <laughs> now, one of the buildings features the iconic purple walls of Monica's grandmother's beautiful rent-controlled apartment. Uh, the other is filled with fun tributes to fan favorite moments from the show. Uh, the set includes mini figures: Rachel, Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, Ross, Joey, and Janice. Is Janice the high pitched one? Uh yeah. Um the most noble figures is Joey, who's dressed in all all of Chandler's clothes from the one where no the one where no one's ready. Uh oh no. I'm s i am I hate to admit it, but I know exactly what one. Is. <laughs> I, I did not watch um, Friends. Uh My wife loves Friends. She still watches it. Like the Central Perk set, the apartments also feature lights and scaffolding to create a sense that the apartments are, in fact, a sitcom set. Okay, so they did that with uh, Central Perk as well. Uh, Ah. The set measures 25 inches by 12 inches. Will be exclusively available to VIP, LEGO VIP members, May 19th, and to the general public June 1st. Set will be going for... $149.99. One hundred forty nine ninety nine. Wow! Oh, yep. I'm assuming this is a Lego Idea set. I wonder if they'll come out with a non exclusive variant at some point. Possibly. So apparently, Lego also makes Chandler, Joey, Monica, Phoebe, Rachel, and Ross mini fig keychains. Of course. Okay. So friends apart, the friends apartments. Trying to see if they got better pictures of the minifix. Okay. So yeah, the paint job on the Joey shows him wearing as much of his clothes as possible. Yep. And and they did it looks like there's special mold for Janice's hair. Because <laughs> she's got the big poof that comes over the front. Oh yeah. So this is this is an impressive piece looking at the top view. Mm. It kind of almost gives you a sense of the building that they're in. Oh wow. Or supposedly in. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's not my. I mean, this is not my thing. But it's cool. It's cool. They're doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty cool thing for friends fans. So, um. Yeah, I'm gonna skip this story. Have you seen the new trailer for Venom? The new Venom film. I have not yet. No. Be fair warned. It's okay. I. I'm not. I'd, I'm not that impressed with it. Yeah, I don't have high expectations. All of a sudden, um v- Venom and Eddie are accepted in the neighborhood. Either that or they are shaking down shop owners for uh Okay. For like protection money. Huh. But we see Woody Harrelson transform into Carnage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um now Venom two director Andy Circus has confirmed that Sony sequel is in its own universe, meaning it's not a part of the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though there are links between Venom and Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe and the Spider-Man story, but in this, we're treating this very much as it's in its own world. Uh, the Venom story is in its own yeah, world. That it's potentially? a disappointing. Now, in the movie's most recent first trailer, a quick shot of the Daily Bugle newspaper seemed to suggest a connection to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. But there's been plenty of speculation lately that... Huh. That the MCU Spider-Man 3, officially titled No Way Home, will bring a live-action Spider-Verse into play. Uh, with unconfirmed reports claiming Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be back as their versions of the web-slinging hero, uh, Alfred Molina has confirmed his return as Doc Ock, and Jamie Foxx is reportedly reprising his role of Electro. Another Sony superhero movie, Morbis, also has an apparent link to the MCU. Huh, that's interesting. Venom, though, Well not? Well, there are nods and little moments just like this newspaper. But on the whole, he's unaware. They are unaware at this point of other characters like Spider-Man. So that's the way we've chosen to play this particular episode of the movie. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait for little things you can pick out of it. So apparently there's going to be Easter eggs, but no connection to the wider universe. Uh, I just that doing Venom like a, without connecting him to Spider Man is just I'm sorry, just wrong. Yeah, um, from the sounds of it, or er, Venom, Let There Be Carnage arrives September 24th, while Spider Man lands December 13th or 17th, and Morbius huh. and Morbius. I didn't even realize that's interesting. Yeah, and Morbius releases January 28th. Yeah, I believe it just got pushed back again. Yep. So, Morbius, starring Jared Leto as Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Although he might he might be better at as Morbius than he was as Joker. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. This is me holding my breath. <laughs> this is me still holding. Yeah, my I didn't breath. like the first Venom movie, and I, I can't. I was very disappointed to see how popular it was. Yeah. It's like, come on, people. It's not good. Um, What well, will be good, if you've seen the pictures. <laughs> yes. And it involves Kevin Smith. Yes. I was already excited about that, being that he's involved. But when I saw those pictures. Ugh. Makes me wish he was still allowed to do the Howard the Duck show. <laughs> Yeah, I still can't believe they canceled that one. Premiering July 23rd, only on Netflix, Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Yes. Uh And judging by these pictures, it's going to be awesome. Now, serving as a follow-up to the classic cartoon show that was popular in the 80s, the new series has officially been titled Masters of the Universe, Revelation. Along with the news comes the announcement that Mattel will be introducing new Masterver- a new Masterverse toy line with characters uh, from the new incarnation. Which I've been seeing pictures of the packaging and stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. Kevin Smith directs and serves as showrunner of the Masters of the Universe Revelation uh, with Powerhouse Animation Studios, the team behind Netflix's Castlevania. Now, there has been critique about this philosophy, because Marvel's doing this with their Disney Plus shows where there are, quote, unquote, no showrunners. The director is your showrunner. Uh, Personally, I'm OK with that. I don't I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I'm OK with it. If the director is willing to be both, yeah. which uh, for streaming shows is probably easier. Let sure, do it. Uh, yeah. Don't don't be. A I don't of, see why. Why? They, I don't see why it's an issue. Don't be a bunch of wine heinies and go, I want a showrunner. You know, all you showrunners learn how to direct at this stage in the game. If that's what it's going to take for you to be a showrunner, learn how to direct. And these small projects, some of these smaller projects, is the perfect opportunity for you to learn how to direct. I mean, I'm an audio guy at work, audio engineer, sound guy, whatever you want to call me. But in order to work and sometimes be scheduled to other Shows in other locations, I have to learn other things within my craft. I learned a little lighting because when I was running a stage where we had lights and audio, and I was the only person there i had to I had to learn lighting to run the lights, even with simple cues that we ran. If I was working with parades, I had to learn how to deal with props and maintain the props we had in show nature of the business. At this point in time, if you're a showrunner and you're and you're getting pushed out of jobs because Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, the studios are having directors be the showrunners instead of whining about it, learn how to become a director and then you then you become a double threat and then you get paid twice for being director and showrunner. Boom. Problem solved. You know, I lost Derek. Sorry, I drifted off there. (laughs) Getting back to the He-Man. I was like, Mike's on a rant. I'm going to drift off. (laughs) Um, So the show is set up as as the next episode in the Legacy 80s series. Um, We're playing deep with the original mythology and characters and revisiting and digging deeper into some of the unresolved storylines. Just cool. Ah, oh, it looked so good. He's picked are awesome. Now I want um I want to get an original He-Man and I want one of Smith's He-Man. One that's one of the He-Man from the Kevin Smith show. <laughs> um now looking at the original toy line for further inspiration because visually we also made some conscious decision to lean on the masters of the universe line of toys. Uh, Mattel owns the entire vast library of the artwork. So right away we wanted the show to open with classic pieces of that artwork. Mattel has been committed to this look since they first started as a toy line in the eighties and we're leaning into it and honoring it. The voice cast for revelation includes Chris Wood as he man, Mark Hamill as Skeletor, uh-huh. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila, Lena Headley cool. as Evil Lynn. Alicia oh, cool. Alicia cool. Silverstone as Queen Marlena, huh. Stephen Root as Battlecat, <laughs> Griffin Griffin Newman as Orko, hmm. Jason Muse as Stinkor, <laughs> of course, <laughs> Justin Long as uh, of course is Roboto. And, oh, interesting! And Harley Quinn Smith as Alina. Hmm. Bear McCree, Bear McCree, McCrary will provide the score. I'm oh, cool. These Very look great. Good. I'm excited for this. Uh, yeah, me too. And I'm happy to finally ha- have a release date. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Now Ubisoft, talking about awesome. I think we've talked about this. It's like the stories from three months ago. I think we talked about this, the Star Wars open, open world game. Uh, maybe we did. Yeah. Okay, so back to Netflix. Netflix <laughs> is developing Ultraman animated feature with all new story. <laughs> for 55 years, Ultraman has been one of Japanese A-list superheroes. Did you know for a while there used to be a Ultraman theme park in Japan? I did not know. I did not that. know that until Vicky was there. <laughs> I'm like, she goes, yeah, it just closed. I'm like, Oh, oh. well, there goes, there goes <laughs> you going there to get me something from the park that I'll pay you back for. Um, yeah, no kidding. So anyway, Ultraman has been one of Japanese A-list superheroes, defending the planet from alien Kaiju and inspiring all manner of global pop culture from the Power Rangers to Paul Rudd's Ant-Man suit. <laughs> I have a bit of trivia for you about Ultraman. Uh, Netflix is hoping to change. Of course, Ultraman has never become a massive crossover phenomenon at the scale of Godzilla or Pokemon. Uh, Now, they say, but while the character has a loyal following outside of Japan, yes, I resemble that remark. Ultraman has never been a crossover phenomenon. Netflix is hoping to change that. This came out on the 13th of this month. I want to know where this guy's been. Um, The streamer Netflix is hoping to change that. The streamer is partnering with Subaraya Productions develop Ultraman as a CG animated feature film aimed at bringing a new, wider audience to the beloved silver-suited character. Shannon Tindall, an animator who's worked on Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings, will make this feature will make his feature directorial debut with the project from script he wrote with Kubo screenwriter Mark Ames. John Ashima uh, from Dark Tales and Gravity Falls will co-direct. Now, while Netflix is home to an ongoing Ultraman anime TV series, okay, got this right. Which I still haven't watched it. I, I, I didn't watch it originally because they said, oh, it's all in Japanese with English subtitles. I started watching it, and it's in English. So it's been overdubbed. Cool. Oh, no kidding. So huh. it's just, I will be honest, I love Ultraman. The first couple episodes have been hard to get through. Really? So for me to say it's hard to get through, I just haven't pushed through to find out if there's a spot where it's like, okay, now it's grabbed me and it has kept me going. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh now the ultra the ultraman feature. Alright so the ultraman TV series uh continues the storyline from the original live action series from the sixties or of the sixties, but there's been continuations of that already because I think I just got in Ultraman Leo on Blu-ray today as we record. Um the the Ultraman feature will strike out on its own with an all new storyline designed to honor the past mythology while introducing the character to a nope to a new potential global fan base similarly similarly the animation from Industrial Light and Magic will be stylized not strictly anime as this exclusive first look at concept art for the film demonstrates okay we need to address this with Cisco as well going Bandai Ultraman I know we briefly talked about the license issue. Right. On whether they had it or not. I don't remember. I want to know can you get it and can you get it for this film? (laughs) And can you potentially get it for the series? It might be a different, a whole different licensing thing for the film. In this case, because it may be. Because, yeah, yeah, it might be. Let's do it. I want an Ultraman figure. (laughs) Mego has released an Ultraman figure. I have yet to see it. It's the only reason why I don't own it. <laughs> and I have not seen a decent Ultraman figure I really want to own. Mm. I want one. I need one in my collection. I, I think the original Ultraman's still alive. I don't know how well his English is, but how cool would that be to have an Ultraman on the show? Yeah, that'd be cool. And the Ultraman comics from Marvel are amazing. Now, um, the film will follow Ken Sato, a superstar baseball player who returns to Japan to become the latest hero to carry the mantle of Ultraman. His plans go awry, however, when he is compelled to raise a newborn kaiju monster, the offspring of his greatest Emily, enemy, Emily too, <laughs> his greatest enemy as his own child. Sato will have to contend with the re- his relationship with his estranged father and the schemes of the kaiju defense farce. So... Yeah, this is intriguing. Now, do you remember uh, who Ultraman, what group Ultraman's a part of when he's not Ultraman? Nope. I am trying Thank to f- I know, but I don't remember the exact name. Uh, he is, okay, in human form, Shin Hayata. Um, is a is a is the sub captain of the science special search party, mm. the SSSP, and they're wonderful orange suits. <laughs> so, but yeah, there they have gone. Here are the different. Here are the sh, the show. Uh, here here's the show history. This is this is insane. It started off with Ultra Q, then it went to Ultra Man. From there, we went from Ultraman to Ultraman Ace, to Ultraman Tora, to Ultraman Leo. Um, from there, Ultraman, uh, that was during, and then to complete the, uh, the Sho, Showa era, the six Ultra Brothers versus the Monster Army, Ultraman 80, Ultraman Zafi, Ultra Warriors versus the Giant Monster Army, and Ultraman Story. Then we get into the Hins, the the High Sea era, you get Ultraman Zenith, Ultraman Tiga, Ultraman Meebus, and the old ult- and Ultraman Brothers, Ultraman Meebus, Superior Ultraman Eight Brothers, then we have the Galaxy Crisis Era. <laughs> Holy moly. Which has one, two, three, four, five, six shows. Then we have the new generation heroes with Ultraman Ginga. Uh, and then there was a theater special, Ginga S. Ultraman X, the movie, Ultraman Orb, Ultraman Geed, Ultraman RB, and then Ultra Galaxy Fight, the new generation, Heroes. And then the Rewa era with Ultraman Z, which just came out last year. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I have quite a bit of these (laughs) from Mill Creek Entertainment. Go to Amazon.com. Search Mill Creek Entertainment Ultraman, and you'll find them all. You'll you'll find everything (laughs) they have put out. Only flaw you could what when you get the digital copy, they load to um, to a streaming service called Movie Spree, which is a decent service. But the problem is, all the shows are Japanese with English subtitles. Ultra Q Ultra Q and Ultra Man, which were English dubbed, are not English dubbed. Hmm. But I'm okay with that. Because I'm doing the Toei Spider-Man series. I have all of that. And it's the same way. Oh yeah. It's the same way. There, there are, there's English subtitles, but it's all all Japanese. And the Japanese Spider-Man is totally different than the American Spider-Man. Oh yeah it is Really cool (laughs) That's putting it mildly Really cool Uh, If you're interested let me know We'll talk after show And then finally You know I'm going to leave I've already You already have them No I don't have them But I've already seen them all Uh, Or not all of them but I'm going to I'm going to leave this last story for you Because you're the gamer Okay well So I don't know How many Of our listeners uh, I'm sure probably quite a few of them might remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games of yon of yore. Uh back in the day. Well, there's now a a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Uh I'm not sure if it's out yet or if it's coming out, but it's called Sh- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge and I know they have it they show it here for PS5 and Xbox. Yeah. Uh but I think it might be coming to other systems as well. And uh, basically it's uh, in the same style as the old Turtles game games. There was Turtles and Turtles Through Time and everything. Right. Uh, So it comes from uh, uh, Dotamu, which is a company I'm not too familiar with. Uh, But they published Streets of Rage 4. So, they're already used to doing this type of game, which is cool. Uh, and they're teaming up with tribute games for this game. And you can team up to control all four turtles at once, which is Ooh. awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yep, it's coming out for all major consoles, including PC. So, there you go, Mike. You could play it. Yes. I think it might even come. Um, I think it might even be coming for the uh nintendo switch as well which is cool and very cool yep uh and basically you pick your favorite turtle dive into action with button mashing attacks and stringing combos together and, and uh <laughs> it's the closest you'll ever become to actually becoming a ninja <laughs> or a ninja turtle at least <laughs> It like Bunga did. It has uh, some really cool pixel. Indeed, it has some really cool pixel artwork, uh, exciting levels, and hordes of enemies from the TV series. I believe it's the original TV series as well. Uh, as it looks like, it even has Bebop and Rocksteady in it. Nice, yeah. Which, hey, you could get Bebop and Rocksteady Biddy Boomers from BiddyBoomers.com. Use the code WEBEGEEKS for fifteen percent off yes shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it looks like it hasn't come out yet but it could be coming out possibly in the third quarter of 2021 and like I said if you are ever a fan of the old arcade game then you you might want to check this one out because uh, it it's sure to bring back the nostalgia factor <laughs> and uh, I'm interested in checking it out well that's cool. I'm excited. Yeah, it should be fun. So um I I don't have anything else. Me either. That's 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 it. Final thoughts? Uh I thought I had something, but I guess not. <laughs> oh. I I'll say this. Today as we're recording, it was announced Universal is um sorry, trying to find um Universal <laughs> announced today that they are lifting the mask requirements if you're outside. But huh. if you're in a show, que- or show or ride queue, be it indoors or outdoors, if you're in a queue line and then go into an indoor building, you must wear a mask. Makes sense. But if you're walking around in the park outdoors, no mask. That's universal. Supposedly, uh, okay, so it just changed with Disney as well. Why weren't we told know. about this? At work. Yeah, you think they might want to let you know. Yeah. Uh, So, face coverings throughout Walt Disney World Resort. Upon entering and throughout all attractions. All theaters, including theater entrances. So, even though my theater that I work at is an outdoor theater, it is an overhang and considered a theater. So, you still have to wear a mask in the theater. Interesting. Yep. All transportation, including transportation entrances, all indoor locations, including restaurants, except when actively eating or drinking while stationary, where face mask coverings are optional, outdoor common areas and pull decks. Huh. That just changed today for Disney as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Bob Chapek announced too that Disney is increasing capacity here shortly. Okay. No kid. Yep. Wow. So we're gonna. That's for Walt Disney World, not for Disneyland. California is still under right tight restrictions because they right. just reopened. So yeah. Wow. Huh. Very interesting. So, um, if that's it, oh, I that's, believe that is it. That's gonna be crazy at work tomorrow. Uh huh. It's really gonna be crazy at work tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be fun. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I got nothing else. There's that. And uh, I guess that just leaves one thing left to be asked. Want to know more? So... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Don't run away from your feelings!